Today we are going to talk about one of the most interesting competitions going into spring training as well as, of course, updates from camp all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. All righty. So today we are going to talk about the fourth outfielder. Well, not really fourth outfielder, kind of corner outfield type of situation. One of the big outfield races going into spring training and, and as games start this upcoming weekend in Akil Badu versus Kerry Carpenter. I don't want to make it a complete like head-to-head, but I think everyone is starting to realize that the odds of both of those dudes making the team out of camp and both being on the opening day roster are relatively small. I don't think it's impossible. We'll talk about it, but I, I think it's 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 relatively slim. So we're going to talk about that, uh, but we're going to start off the show as we always do this time of year and update you on some of the news and notes to come out of spring training. Wednesday was a very slow day. That's why we're doing two player previews. <laughs> if, if, you, if you didn't catch that drift, that is why we're talking about Akil Badu and Kerry Carpenter today because Wednesday was a very slow day, not even enough to get through one entire segment here. So uh, really, all I have for you is Riley Green took batting practice and there is video of it. And that enough is noteworthy to me because it's awesome and he looks awesome. And he smoked a baseball uh, in a video that Evan Petzl, I believe, tweeted out. So that's cool. That's that's like that. That's it. But it's cool. I enjoy watching Riley Green hit, so yeah, pretty pumped about watching that video. Probably going to watch it again later. It's it's awesome. And the only other thing, really at all, that came out of the uh, Tigers universe, not sure why I went with universe there, today, yesterday as you're listening to this, was uh, Cody Stavenhagen of The Athletic wrote a very, very interesting article about the relationships so far that we have seen between AJ Hinch and Scott Harris not going to talk about it too terribly much because I want y'all to uh, to read it but very very fascinating they said they talked almost every day and I I just I enjoy that I like it I know it it doesn't automatically mean the team's going to be better I know it doesn't really mean anything to very many people until results are started but uh, I, I consider that a plus and that's something that I believe I don't have necessarily confirmation on it, but I believe that the previous regime and A.J. Hinch did not have that. And that's why when A.J. Hinch showed up, a ton of stuff changed, like immediately. Because if him and Avila really saw eye to eye on everything, then Avila just would have ran his organization like that and there wouldn't have been stuff to change. You feel me? So that's kind of my mindset. And so, yeah, it's a great read. Definitely go go support Cody and the athletic and all that. Uh, but just something that that made the rounds on Tigers Twitter 
on Wednesday and something that I thought that was that was interesting enough to bring up and something that I, I enjoy and I'm, I'm pro. I'm, I'm glad that that is a thing. And that's pretty much it. That's the end of news and notes for Wednesday. Uh, there's a video of Jason Foley and Tyler Alexander eating oranges like whole. That's like where we're at in, in spring. The, the, we, have, we have players eating oranges whole, and that's like the big video on a camp. So not a whole lot, uh, but we will certainly, and we're going to start off the show, every single show, with uh, with news and notes from whether it's games or, or well, if games are on TV, we'll break down games. But you get what I'm saying. So let's get into the, uh, the, the meat and potatoes here of this show, and that is Kerry Carpenter and Akil Badu. Now, as I said earlier, this is a fascinating conversation for me because I don't see too many avenues. There are a couple, and we'll, we'll discuss them, but I, I don't see too many avenues in which both of these dudes are on the opening day roster. And they have different strengths and different weaknesses. And I think that that makes it very fascinating, but they are similar enough similar enough yeah i said that right to where i it, it seems unlikely they're both going to make the team right so they're, they're just similar enough and it's mostly just because they're both lefties and play the same position but it, i think it's a fascinating conversation so let's start with Kerry carpenter last season obviously was there a bigger story in the tigers organization than Kerry carpenter a, a positive story goodness let me let me preface Let's throw the word positive before that. Was there a bigger positive storyline last season than Kerry Carpenter? I don't think there was. Maybe some of the other development, like Wilmer Flores, maybe has a has a has a a what am I saying? A chance. He's in the conversation there to take that crown. But I really do. I I think Kerry Carpenter legitimately may have been the biggest positive to come out of the Tigers organization as a whole last season. And he absolutely raked. And that's why in double a where he started off the season last year, he had a 646 slug, a 359 OVP, a 304 average and 22 home runs at the time that led double a, then he gets called up. To AAA and in 35 games in AAA, he has a 12.3 walk percentage, a 12.3 K percentage, hits 331, OBP's 420, and has a slugging percentage of 644. Just absolutely dominated wherever he was last year in the minor league levels. Okay. By the end of the year, he gets called up to the majors. And in 24, no, 31 games at the major league level, he had a 252 average, a 310 on base percentage, a 485 slug, struck out 28.3% of the time, and walked 5.3% of the time. So, with, as I've said now a few times, Easily one of the, the the bigger positives developmentally to come out of the season. I think one of the things that I point to from last season for in, in, involving Carpenter was, and this is good in one regard and, and, and bad in another, is he crushed four-seam fastballs. Really fastballs in general. He just destroyed. 
And that's good. That's the sign of uh, a hitter that is trying to be major league ready or, or is ready to, to take a stab at the big leagues. That's awesome. And, and he really did hit a 7-11 slug against four-seam fastballs last year. Now, again, he played in like 31 games. But that is a remarkable number for getting thrown 145 four-seam fastballs last year. Okay, so really, really good in that regard. Very solid. Hard hit rate of 54% almost against four-seam fastballs. All good. The, the flip side is the issue. And the flip side is that he did not hit really any other pitch very well. Sliders, he had a 182 average against and a 227 slug. Curveballs, he had a 111 batting average against and a 111 slug. That means he did not re- record an extra base hit off a curveball in his entire major league stint. Changeup, 167 batting average against, 333 slug, higher than the rest, but still not very high. Um, just like across the board, he, he had pretty good numbers against the cutter, but he saw them in like eight plate appearances. So that's a pretty small sample size. So really just anything that was and a cutter is a variation of a fastball to most people anyway, as well. So really if, if you're removing the fastballs or variations of you're getting a lot of, of really rough numbers against off speed and breaking stuff. And that is the next step in development. And that's a normal stage in development that a lot of people go through. I'm not saying he's never going to figure it out. Like I said, most hitters start off by hitting fastballs really well and then have to develop and adjust and hit breaking stuff well. Okay, so not, not, a, not, not a slight, just very noticeable last season that pretty much all of his success, to be honest with you, just came off heat. So that's something that I'm looking for in 2023. Can you adjust? Can you hit off-speed and breaking stuff at the major league level? And if he does, he's going to run away with one of the corner outfield jobs. Make sense? Okay, let's keep the ball rolling. We'll finish up on Kerry Carpenter, then we'll talk about Badu, and then we'll compare both of them and then talk about the competition in camp. That's the itinerary. Boom. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything. The money line, the point scores, threes drained, etc. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right everybody welcome back segment two locked on tigers thanks for making us your first listen every day for your next listen, check on the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. All right, so let's get uh, back on track here. So we, we were talking about Kerry Carpenter and talking about his, his, honestly, last season at the Major League level, just straight-up inability to really do anything with, anything that wasn't a four-seam fastball. And he saw mostly four-seam fastballs. And that also happens with a lot of kind of 
lesser known, unproven prospects. Dudes just kind of challenge those type of hitters. So, you know, welcome to the major league type of stuff. And props to Kerry Carpenter. He took advantage. So great on that in that regard for sure. Uh, also, another fascinating stat with Kerry Carpenter that might play into his favor a little bit is when looking at the shift stats, right? And we all know the shift is banned this year. It's going to be, there's still going to be movement. Like, I think there's some misconception that people are just going to play straight up. Like, that's not true. It's just how many men you can have on each side a second. So there's still going to be some movement. It's just not going to be as dramatic as it used to be. But uh, with the shift, Kerry Carpenter's weighted on base percentage with no shift was 473. And with the shift was 273. A 200 point difference. That is massive in difference between weighted on base percentage there. So something to keep an eye on there for sure. Uh, Again, this is only in 113 plate appearances. We all have to, to very much realize that. But in 113 plate appearances, he had 74 shifts against him. So the, the scouting report in that regard was out. <laughs> and, and teams definitely took advantage. And his on-base percentage was objectively worse in, when the shift was happening. So a less dramatic shift in the spring. Keep an eye on for that. Maybe he's able to pull the ball with a little bit more success in singles and doubles rather than a lot of his success mostly just coming from really deep fly balls and home runs. Okay, so definitely uh, another thing that kind of jumped out at me that I think will be a factor. Uh, as far as defensively, uh, Carpenter is is in last year in like 90 innings, he was just under a net zero defender, but he is he does have an above average arm. He has a, a, a really solid arm. So kind of a, a yin-yang thing there. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's kind of the player profile as he stands right now when he's going up against in, again, most people's eyes. And I also still think there is a slim chance that they both make the roster. Like I said, we'll get into that at the end. Right, let's talk about Akil Badu. Obviously, last season did not go as planned for Akil Badu. A lot of people had really, really high hopes for him going into 2022. And he had, a, a honestly, just a really unfortunate, dreadful season at the plate. And everybody loves Badu, and he's easily uh, uh, one of the bigger fan favorites amongst the fan base. And I hope that he can get back on the horse because when he is on, there are few more exciting players in the game of baseball. And so when looking at his 2021, okay, rule five pick jumps onto the scene. Obviously, he gets off to the crazy hot start. He's hitting walk-offs. He's hitting grand slams. Everybody's fascinated. His whole year was good. He dipped a little bit in May of 2021 and then adjusted and boom, was really solid the rest of the year. So his final stats in 2021 were a 9.8% walk percentage. We'll talk about that more in a sec. A 26.5% K rate, 259 average, a 330 OBP, a 436 slug. He had 13 home runs and 18 stolen bases. A very, very solid year. Fangraphs has him at a two-win player in 2021. He was worth two war. For a Rule 5 pick who had never taken an at-bat above high single A, to put up a two-win season is nothing short of remarkable. And I know we said that a lot after 2021, and and that was very much reciprocated from the fan base, but it's worth noting now, even a year and a half removed. Just uh, an unbelievable effort and an incredible season by him in 2021. Now, the issue stems from in 2022, not the same song, okay? 
Uh, 204 batting average, 289 on base percentage, and a 269 slug. He was a below zero war on fan graphs, a negative 0.2 war. He hit two home runs and had nine stolen bases, struck out 28.4% of the time, and had a, K, a walk rate of 10.7%. So clearly, took a massive step back. Now, it is also worth noting that his AAA numbers in 2022, I don't think were that bad. And, well, I don't think they're that bad. No one thinks they're that bad. They were objectively really good. A 300 average, a 400 OBP, a 500 slug, walked a boatload, struck out way less. And and that's only in 30 games, but what, what absolutely mashed down in the minors. And that's why he got recalled back up. And it was kind of a back and forth game there for a while because he was clearly too good for AAA pitching. So that's the weird spot we find ourselves in this year. Which one of these two guys is going to make the team? Now, Badu, weirdly, in 2022, this is very, very strange to me because going into it, I was looking for stats and looking for big differences between 2021 and 2022. I would have never told you in a million years that his zone contact percentage went up a boatload, like 7%. Now, way smaller sample size, absolutely true, but 7%, he went up from like a 78 or 79% to like an 84, 85%. So that and Z contact percentage is the percentage of time that you make contact with a ball that is inside the strike zone. I would have told you that it was significantly lower. And that's why I went to that stat first. And I was shocked to find out otherwise. And also just the CSW percentage. If you watched the show last year, we know, you know that we love our CSW percentage. It's almost that time of year where we get to talk about CSW percentage every day. But that's, that's called strikes plus whiffs. So that's just straight up the percentage of pitches that are strikes not including foul balls or obviously balls put in play, just like strikes, strikes. And that went down a percent. His CSW percentage against went down a percent. He had less called strikes against him him on a per rate basis last season. Again, much smaller sample size. So why did he struggle so bad? It's because all of his batted ball data was awful. And that's what it came down to. His hard hit rate plummeted. His average exit velo went down. So that's the biggest thing. He walked more than he did. (laughs) Again, per rate basis, but he walked more than he did in 2021, in 2022. So it's not as though he just went up there and forgot how to hit. His swing, which a lot of people pointed out, just was totally out of whack by the end of the season. He was trying to make a ton of adjustments. I think he was trying to do way too much at the plate by the end of the year. And I think that this kind of restart going into this season will be really beneficial and good for him. Maybe, uh, I don't want to say more so than anybody else, because a lot of people need this reset, but certainly is up there with people that that should benefit from the new year and just putting last year behind him the most. Okay. Now let's talk about the battle that they are going to have the competition that they're going to have in spring training and the comparisons and differences between the two players and and who maybe has the advantage as it stands right now. We'll do that right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked on Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. So 
talking about the competition between Badu and Kerry Carpenter, the comparisons, there's a lot of comparisons, which is what makes this so fascinating to me. So obviously the, the, the big one is they're both young corner outfielders that are lefties. All just blatant, you know, if you follow the Tigers, you're aware of that. I can see if you follow the Tigers, you're probably aware of all of these, but still worth noting. The other fascinating thing is they both had just massive breakout seasons and weren't really on anyone's radar before their breakout seasons. Now, Badu's was in 2021 and Carpenter's was last year, but Kerry Carpenter was not a highly regarded prospect before this season. Akil Badu, again, was a Rule 5 pick that we all scratched our head at because he, he hadn't played past high single A and wasn't like a, a top five prospect in the Twins organization or anything. So kind of overlooked, under-the-radar players that just really exploded on the scene when they arrived. And so that's, I, I think, noteworthy. Like, that that's something that going into this season, okay, both of you have one really good season under your belts. Who's going to be the one to, to stretch out one season and make it two really good seasons? The other comparison that we talked about a little bit with Carpenter and is definitely a similar sentiment to Akil Badu is both have shown the ability to hit the fastball at the major league level. Akil Badu's numbers against the Heater in 2021 were really, really good. Carpenter we already talked about. And both last season struggled against off-speed pitches. Now the difference is Akil Badu actually hit off-speed pitches somewhat decently, again, when considering the situation uh, in 2021, whereas Carpenter really had next to no success against anything that wasn't a fastball last year. Okay, now we're looking at the differences between the two players. Badu has just intangible speed that Carpenter will just flat out never have. It's harder to get faster. It's especially harder to get like, I don't know, Carpenter's sprint speed is middle of the pack. It's like 48 to 50 per, 50th percentile when compared to the rest of baseball. Badu is like top 10% in baseball and sprint speed. Like that's not something you're just going to wake up and or, or really work at and just get that much faster. It's not going to happen. Okay, so that's just something that, again, intangibly, Badu has that Carpenter never will. And with the rule changes to favor base stealing and encourage base stealing a lot more this season, I think that's a pretty obvious leg up that Badu has over Carpenter going into this, this spring training. Badu had 18 steals in 2021. And again, I am not trying to make it sound like Kerry Carpenter is like a liability on the bases or that he's slow because he's certainly not. He's like an average to at times even slightly above average runner. It's just Badu is, is genuinely one of the faster players in the sport. And there's a big difference between that. Again, especially with all the incentive now to steal bases going into this upcoming season. So that's something to, to watch out for, for sure. The other big thing that I think is, a, is an advantage to Badu is that Scott Harris has very clearly, and A.J. Hinch, for that matter, have very clearly shown, I don't want to say a bias, because I, that, that's not the right term, that they're going to try and just put the better player out there every day. But the identity of this team is to have tough at-bats bats, and to draw walks. And Akil Badu draws walks really well no matter what. Last season, again, we talked about it. Even though all the numbers were really, really brutal, 
his walk numbers were still really solid. Over 10 and a half walk percentage. Pushing 11 at one point. And he has drawn walks everywhere he's been. If you look at literally every single stop in the minors, no matter the year, it's like around 10% or better. Like his lowest walk rate in any level of his professional life, like since turning 18, is like 9.5%. So he just, he walks. And Carpenter, he walked a lot in 35 games in AAA. We talked about that, a 12.3 walk percentage in 35 games in AAA last season. But besides that, and in rookie ball, he walked a little bit, I guess. But besides that, really has not shown the consistent ability to have a high walk rate. And certainly at the major league level last year, did not have a very high walk rate, a little over 5%. Okay, so I think that's another thing. When building team identity, if Badu is even remotely close to what he was doing as far as the batted ball data goes in 2021, in 2023... That might give him the nod just because he has the stolen base ability. He has the walks going for him. And at his best, probably has the potential to be a better defender because of the athleticism as well. Now, the other thing is Kerry Carpenter has objectively, I think, much higher power potential than Badu maybe will ever have. Kerry Carpenter has shown great power numbers. And again, Badu is not a slouch in that department. Pretty consistently has slugging percentage is in the low or mid 400s, kind of that 430 range across all levels as a pro. And that's solid. That's above league average most years. There's nothing wrong with that, especially when you're providing all the other things that Badu does. But in a vacuum, just looking at the power, I mean, Kerry Carpenter last season across two different levels, had uh, slugging percentages in like the 640s in both levels individually, nonetheless combined. And then in the majors, had a slug of 485. So just, and you know, was what, what did he end with? The second most home runs any of any minor leaguer across like any level last year. He was ended in the top five. At one point he was number one before getting called up. So like just... Very, very raw power potential there with Carpenter that I'm not sure Badu will ever be able to possess just because that's not the type of player he is. And Badu, when he's on his game, plays the type of player that he is very well. Okay? So what Carpenter did, also just the last kind of difference, what Carpenter did was in about 30 games. What Badu did in 2021 was in like almost 130 games. So a big difference in sample size. That's something that I don't want to get lost in this conversation whatsoever. Okay, so as far as the debate goes, we can start with what are the odds that they both make the roster? I think it's slim, but not impossible. I'm not going to say zero because if you feel confident about both of their abilities in the batter's box, I don't think after last season that this Tigers team is really in the business for turning down people that can hit a baseball. Okay, so I, I think there is a reality in which both of them You're just really confident about how both of them are hitting, specifically just hitting, and you go, you know what, we have to roster both of these dudes. I think there is a possibility of that. But that would require both of you, again, to be very, very confident in both of their offensive abilities. And if and it's anything but that, 
I think it's going to be a one or the other type of game. And obviously if an injury happens or something like that, then this is, this is fluid, but as it stands right now, I, I think it's a, it's a tough, very windy path to get to both of them uh, on the major league roster on opening day. Okay. Now, it might just come down to who can hit breaking balls better. Like, I know that sounds super simple and, and I don't know, like broad, but considering both of them struggled in it last year and neither has really proven to be able to do well, Badu was hitting fine against them, not amazingly, but fine against breaking balls and off speeds in 2021. But if either of them can really come out and just like hit fastballs and sliders or something, I'm not even asking for for you to hit every off-speed pitch or fastballs and change-ups, I think that's a huge game-breaker. Game-breaker? Deal-breaker. So that might be something that to keep an eye on in the spring as well. Uh, I also think if it's a relatively close call, Badu might just get the nod. He, he's more versatile. He's a better athlete. Um, and again, that, that's not to say that that Carpenter isn't a, an athlete. <laughs> that's, a, that's a specimen for sure. But Badu's speed and intangible stuff like that is just, it, it is, it's that, it's intangible. And, and so if it's a close call, they probably go in that regard again, especially with the stolen base stuff. Um, but if one of them can just make that adjustment against minor, against minor league, against breaking pitches, that could be a big deal breaker. And also for Carpenter, if he can prove discipline a little bit, if he can raise kind of the confidence in the coaching staff that he's going to be able to draw walks semi-consistently at the major league level, that could be something to kind of spark a debate as well. That could make kind of narrow this gap a lot. So at the end of the day, I think this is one of the biggest storylines in camp this year. I know I say that about a lot of stuff, but, but genuinely this third base and backup catcher, those three uh, I think are the biggest competitions as we head into games being played this weekend. So definitely something to keep an eye on for. Uh, I really wish there was a world where they, they could both make the roster a lot easier. I wish one of them was a righty, to be honest. That would kind of simplify this a whole lot. But unfortunately, we have like 18 lefty outfielders. So uh, I'm not sure, especially with the addition of Maton and Beerling. I, I think it's it, the, the odds of both of them making the team are, are, are probably pretty slim. Now, both of them, I'm pretty confident, will play Major League Baseball this year. It's just on opening day roster type of stuff. It's going to be really hard to find a spot for both of them. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I guess indirectly, I'm kind of sounding like I'm leaning Akil Badu for a couple of reasons. But I, I think it's a really, really close call. And I think if we're three weeks into spring training – and Badu is really struggling at the plate, and Kerry Carpenter has a 600 slug in spring again, uh, I think it's going to be really, really difficult, again, especially after last season, to look at Kerry Carpenter and go, hey, we know you're mashing the spring training after one of the worst offenses in the history of baseball, but we're not going to go with you. So it's very fluid. Uh, there's something that we will stay on top of on this show Every single spring training game, we, we will we will stay focused on that battle as well as all the other ones, obviously. So that's all I got for you. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. 
He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us, baby. Okay, anything else? I think that's everything. Man, actually, I just saw – I wonder if we can – can I – I don't remember if I know how to do it. I want to share a screen again. Let's see if I can do it really quickly here. Is it working? Not yet. Oh, there we go. Look at – like, look at this, okay? Look at this. This is just late on everything. He's a lefty. This is his batted ball data. If you can't see it and you're watching on the audio, almost all of his singles, if you were to cut the field in half and like draw a line from dead center field through second base, through pitcher's mound to home plate, a, a large majority of his singles and just hits in general are to the left field side, and he is a lefty. That should not be a thing. So just something I, I kind of noticed there as well there at the end. But it'll be a really interesting battle. And again, that's something that we'll, we'll keep an eye on throughout all of spring. I appreciate y'all. Thank you uh, for, I mean, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Really just not a fun day in the Metro Detroit area. Very gross weather day outside. So hopefully that didn't translate over into my work, but just kind of a gross dark day. Um, here's to a, a good end of the week. And yeah. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tide.